welcome to Date Night. I'm Will. And I'm Amy. And we've been married for 13 years. 13 long years. Yeah, and after all those long years, we felt like we needed some adventure in our marriage. So every couple of weeks, we send our kids out of the house to the sitter's house. And we go upstairs to the playroom. Yep, and we clear off the table. And we explore a whole new world together. Just the two of us. And me, your best buddy and longest role-playing companion. Yep, and Mike. And me, your favoritest nephew. And our nephew. Your favoritest nephew. Our favoritest nephew, Sam. And, of course, a mysterious force from beyond the veil, also known as your half-niece-in-law, Eva. Yeah, and our whatever Eva is to us. (laughs) (laughs) And we play... Dungeons and Dragons. Continue on toward Raven Tree. No more freaking fairies. <laughs> and as you're <laughs> heading toward Raven Tree and almost rolling your, your dice, we're expecting we're paranoid. An orc actually steps through the. Trees, and he says, "What are you doing in the middle of the jungle?" And that's that can't be his voice. What are you doing, Mark Duck? What are you doing? Hello, what are you? No. <laughs> that definitely can't be his voice. Uh, what are you doing in the jungle? So different from your first. Yeah, this is. <laughs> Shades of gray. <laughs> Not 50 of them, please. You actually recognize this orc. Um, it was one of the ones in the crowd while you were in the pit fight. There was one orc sitting off by himself in hey, sort of you. white vestments. Um, and you kind of see they might be sort of cleric or priestly type vestments. Um, he's got uh, tattoos of thorns around his arms. He's kind of in a sleeveless. They're not only vestments, it's a vest. Let's, let's go with <laughs> a, a vest vestment. It's a and, vesty uh, vestment. His sleeveless uh, arms are covered in uh, thorn tattoos. Religion check. Okay. 19. Well, no, 21. Because I'm proficient. Yeah, so again, these are religious symbols, you know that. And again, another sort of nature type religion one that's based on gaining power from the earth in sort of a almost druidic, shamanic sort of way, basically. Um, and you actually notice with that check as well that he's got raven feathers around uh, in sort of like a... Let's say a boa. That'll go good with the vest. <laughs> so he's got a raven feather boa uh, and those... Uh, Thorn tattoos. So he may have also been going to pay tribute to the raven at the shrine. You nature religions are a little bit no. <laughs> what are you doing in the jungle? I was going to visit the shrine to pay homage to the great storm raven. Well, we just cleared it for you. What do you mean cleared it? There were some acolytes in yellow robes, one with a black hand on it. And we got rid of them, I think. Nope, we got them all. Why are we Who talking were you? to him so much yet? Who were you traveling with? I saw you traveling with an old man earlier. What business is it of yours, you little orc? Little? Hi. 
think you're a little short to be Hey, speaking. we'll be this talking is, about you, the you height. Don't, you don't have to be <clears throat> so aggressive. I've been watching you since you left Slaver's Bay. I saw what you did at the shrine. Aye, you've been He's... watching us fighting in the arena, and you did not to help. No. So, but Why are you watching us? I was interested to see where the old man was going. I saw you went to the shrine and cleansed it. And it looks now to me like you're heading in the direction of my village. We're heading in the direction of a village. Well, there's not too many villages around here, he says. Would you like me to go with you? (laughs) I see no purpose to it. Well... It'll be a long, awkward walk of us <laughs> saying goodbye to each other a lot of times uh, while we walk in the same direction. My walking speed is 30. How about you guys? That'd <laughs> <laughs> be nice if you're going that way anyways. All right. Um, I'm Sator, he says. I'm Kira. Okay. And good that's, for you. Good for me. That's All right. Dern. Thank you. Thank you again, Lars. <laughs> He's a so, bit, he's a mite bit grumpy. Um, oh, I I wonder why. Had some freaking fairies trying to make off with my spear. Not too long ago, I was a slave and getting attacked by freaking cultists. I wonder dragging, why. I'm a wee bit cranky. And <laughs> dragging along no- goblins for the hell of it. Some random gnomes appear and chucking fireballs into the freaking forest. And then disappear. Aye. Yeah, who were those people? None of your business. Fine. <laughs> All right, so this guy, uh, Sator, he's got a, a mace uh, slung on his back, and he's just going to walk along and guide you toward Raven Tree, um, which you make it to uh, with sort of an uneventful rest Yay! of the travel. Oh, um, as you come at, out of the jungle near uh, the jungle, you see it's very blighted. In this area, many of the trees are dead, and you cross over a small creek uh, on a bridge, and you enter sort of a section of plains. To the south, you see a mill uh, running along a larger river, and then to the east, there's a, looks like a bunch of houses and some blighted farmland. Visible in the distance to the northeast is Lady (coughs) Inanna, um... Peak, which is on your map. It's also called Three Lands Peak on the map. And to the south, there's another bridge that goes across the river. And uh, Sator leads you across that bridge. You see there's more houses here. There's sort of a long house or a common house where it looks like a lot of people may live. And some very modest village houses with sort of stick and thatched or viney roofs. And the things of note maybe in this village uh, there's a tree with sort of a hedge of thorns around it in the center of the village there's uh, sort of like an amphitheater almost around like a campfire and around a a low platform Um, there's some rice paddies to the east or the west of town there's a really thick two really thick hedges of thorns that go up against the jungle to the southwest and to the east of town that sort of block it. Um, there's some grazing lands sort of there as well. And as Sator comes into town, he sees a few orcs who are crossing 
getting ready to cross that bridge that you guys just crossed, and they got big packs on their back. And you see he's having kind of a heated argument with these uh, orcs. But you're maybe back a little ways at this point, can't hear what's going on. Would you like to explore the village or interject into this conversation that's going on? Or what, what do you think you'd like to do? I wish we'd find a place to rest. Yeah. Okay. Actually, as you get into the village and see all these houses, you see a number of them look like they've been abandoned for a while. And some, um, many of them with the doors, uh, which are just kind of pelts torn off. Um, you can see where they were hanging, but like they took the pelts with them. So there's plenty of abandoned places where you could stay. And it has been, it's getting to be close to night. So if you want to take a long rest, we can go from there. Yeah. So the last thing you did was you arrived in the Raven Tree, found yourself a nice abandoned hut, and laid down for the night. And you are going to have some dreams here in your first night in Raven Tree. So, Dern, this feels a lot like the dream you had in the intro, where uh, it felt like it was a dream from Atalanta. It's very vivid. Uh, you're back in the comforts of the underground, where a constant coolness and constant light, only from unnatural sources. First, you're at a table breaking bread and drinking stout ale. Around you sit your uncle, Kira, the gnome wizard. Aaron is pacing near the doorway. So all of those people are there with you. Um, next, you're in a place called the Proving Grounds, which has a pure white marble floor with a gold symbol of a scale or balance at its center. This is the place where your order comes to pray, sometimes silently listening for the voice of Ad Atlanta, other times praying through deeds or offerings, like by putting the last rivet into a breastplate, or honing the final edge of a virgin sword, or even sparring with the shield and hammer. Uh, a perfect balance between attack and defense. While you're there, some orbs fly into the room. They're gleaming luminous stones or gems or lights. You can't really tell exactly which. But they're three orbs, white, emerald, and brass, floating over, closest to you, just a step ahead. And though that balance is something that's inlaid into a pattern in the floor, you still watch it slowly tip in the direction of those three orbs. The other three orbs, black, jade, and copper, float to the farther tray, and the scales begin to reach an equilibrium. But your elder steps onto the scale among the black, jade, and copper orbs, and the balance shifts again, drastically this time, until you step onto the near end and draw your hammer. Kira, in your dream... You see your mother far ahead of you in a field of old growth and a canopy above that makes the light of the sun filter in soft, cool, and green. You call to your mother, but she walks ahead, each moment further and further away, and the more you struggle through the undergrowth that seems to be reaching out to snare you, the faster she seems to pull away from you. After a while, you give up and sink down among the vines. A strong hand reaches through the tangle, parting the growth and letting in a silvery light. 
You cannot see who the hand belongs to, but you walk beside the person to a clearing and sit. Far away, almost indistinguishable, you see what looks like your mother. You're not sure, but it looks like now she's walking toward you. And when you wake up from these dreams or visions, you're actually not in the hut where you went to sleep. Instead, you're inside the hedge of thorns, sitting around a great big tree in the middle of the town. And sitting across from you is Sator. He opens his eyes seemingly at the same time you do, and he says, What brought you here? Did you have a vision? Where are we? You're sitting under the boughs of the raven tree. She calls to me sometimes in the night. I sleep nearby. But she doesn't usually call to others. I wasn't called by no tree. What were you called by? I was chasing my mother. I was called by the goddess. He says, well, I had a vision, and it involved you two. I was called by my goddess, not by no tree. He says, well, the raven tree hasn't spoken to me in a long time, and I find it rather auspicious that it decided to speak to me on the evening when you entered town. In fact, I had a vision from the raven tree tonight. Um, first, I need to tell you what's been going on in our village. When I came back yesterday, you may have seen me having a confrontation with some others. They left. There's very few people left in our village now. While I was gone, bandits uh, came and killed two of our villagers, and the bandits will be back again at harvest. And they told the villagers if they give them the bulk of the harvest, they'll let them live. The villagers don't trust my power anymore, and frankly, I don't either. The land around here is dying, and with it, so is my power. I need to uncover the mystery of the blight in this land, but first, I have to protect my village. I want you to journey with me to find somebody who can help us defend this village. The vision I had last night included a battle, and we lost. But then I had another vision of the same battle, and you guys were there, and we were victorious. But it was at a great price. For the life of Raven Tree, for our village, there is much death. That is always true with battle, but this vision was different. The signs are muddied. The ravens all have barbs and the thorns have talons. Life begets death. What should bring cleansing is bringing blight, and what is dead will live again. I don't know what that means. I fear that if you decide to help us, to help me, it will bring you suffering and hardship, but I feel also it will bring you great triumph. Would you help our village? Are we talking about the bandits or the greater blight? I want to solve the mystery of the blight, but the more pressing thing is the battle with the bandits. It's Harvest will be soon, and we don't have enough. It's been a bad year. Even if we have the whole of the harvest, it's not likely... Even our dwindling numbers will make it through the cold season. Um, but if they come and take the bulk of it, whoever has stayed here, 
are weak, are infirm, they will die. I plan to defend the village. I won't leave them, but I don't think I can do it without you. Loss, what do you think? I don't think I can much survive on my own here. If it were just me and if I had someplace else to go, I would leave. I don't have anywhere else to go right now. The goddess has sent me out into the land to find an end to the suffering of my people. And I cannot let another people suffer at my own expense. What do you know of these bandits, Orc? Well, I wasn't here when they came. Uh, but Rickmash was, and he's decided to stay here and fight. I think you should probably talk to him, get some information about how many bandits there are, when they're exactly planning on coming back, and I will talk to the old woman, he says. Sounds like a plan. I plan to go and seek help um, tomorrow, he says, but spend some time in the village today. Uh, find out what you can about the bandits. When we get back with our help, we'll try to set up our defenses and prepare. Where, where is this mishmash? Where is he? <laughs> Rickmash is, um... You will probably find him at this time of day overseeing work in the rice paddies. <clears throat> mishmash in the rice paddies. <laughs> okay. Hey, come on, lass. All right. So we walk over to mishmash. Okay. Over at the rice paddies, there's only a couple of people there working, and he's one of them. He's, uh, there's an, I guess you assume this is Rick Mash, he's, or Mishmash. He's, uh, <laughs> an older orc, um, and he says, You came, uh, in yesterday. Aye. Um, what brings you <clears throat> to Raven Tree? We don't have much to offer, I'm afraid. Well... What brings us here is not so important. What is important is that we're looking to maybe help you with your bandit problem. What can you tell us about them? Well, I think we could take them, but my brother, Minash, wanted to leave with the others. You're not going to be confused by these names, are you? Um, Rick Roll and Mishmash. But <laughs> <laughs> I think we could take the bandits. But we had so many leave. My brother almost went with them. Where did they go? They went to the northeast, over the river, and through the woods. <laughs> they went uh, <laughs> across, house. across uh, the, Co the Coquitku River and Kana Creek to the northwest, where they have a camp, which is northwest of the abandoned city down, downstream. There's about 40 of them, he says. And what makes you think you can do any better if without 40? What makes this place worth staying? This is our home. We've worked hard for this harvest. If we leave it and we go somewhere, we'll starve. I mean, the others left. They said they were going to try and live out the winter in the mountains, but on what? On tree bark? We've worked hard for this harvest. We're not going to give it to them. They're going to have to take it. How many did you see, lad? There's... Well, last time, they didn't all come, but... Uh, I'll be honest with you. They've killed my wife. I've went and scouted out their camp before. There's 40 of them that live there. Oh. 
I don't know that they'll send them all, though. They're expecting us to turn over the rice. And how many warriors do you got to your village? Well, we have maybe a half dozen who can fight. So that's eight. I think you lost. I can count. (laughs) Eight versus forty. Well, we have Zator, too. Okay, nine versus forty. The odds aren't good. Do you know where their comp is? Sure, yeah, I've been there. <clears throat> Tell me about it. Um, it's built up against the edge of uh, some foothills, some palisades wall, palisade walls around it. They live in basically three longhouses, and uh, the bandit leader lives in his own. They have no horses. They have a few oxen and an oryx. Oxen and a what now? An oryx. It's like oh. a big uh, muskox type thing. It's bigger than the oxes. What are their houses made out of? Wood. Wood. Aye. These foothills, how steep are they? Are they like a cliff? or? No. They could be scaled. It's tightly knit up there with, you know, blighted shrubs and things, but it could be done by a few. Last, what you're thinking? At the very least, we should go scout out the camp, I think. Aye, I agree. Can you take us there? I can. Well, let's not waste any time. Let's hop to it, then. All right. When is harvest? It's in a few weeks yet. Okay, that gives us some time. All right, so he's uh, takes you through the village, gets over to the bridge, and another orc comes and stops him and says, Brother, what are you doing with these? Oh, this one's Mishmash. <laughs> Brother, or Rickmash says, I'm taking them to go uh, see the bandits for themselves. Why do you trust them? How do you know they're not with the bandits? And he says, We need somebody to help us. I'm going to take them there. Um, you're foolish. This whole staying here is foolish. We should go and follow the others. And Rickmash just kind of shrugs through him and walks across the bridge. Just following him? (laughs) Yeah. Alright, so he takes you across into the uh, plains area, and he says, we're going to have to get supplies. He says, it's going to be a few days before we can get to the bandit village. Let's do that then. Okay, just recall... That Sator <clears throat> did say he wanted to leave the next day to go try and seek help, so... Well, we can get him, too. Hmm? We can get him, too. Get who? Sator, to see how much help he'll need. be a good idea for him to see the camp before he decides what kind of help to get. Okay. So you're just going to go and try and check it out? Yeah. Okay. I'm just going to speed this up and say it's pretty uneventful to get to the bandit camp. Um, and you get there, and it's kind of like, Rick Mosh said, there's a, a pretty good-sized palisade wall, maybe uh, seven foot high, that goes around the bulk of the camp, but there's an opening in it, there's no gate or anything, it's just kind of a choke point, and there's uh, some foothills around the back of the camp with some really um, tight, uh, dead shrubs and thorns and things. Any... Um... Any visible guards posted? 
Nope. You know what we could do? We could come back. We could come back at night time while they're asleep. Doesn't look like they've got much of a guard. Maybe we could come back and set their houses back on fire while they're still in them. That's what I was thinking. Maybe take 40 down to 4. Saitor says, um, I, I think that's a good idea, but I think we should wait as long as possible and prepare our defenses in the village first. Um, because once we do that, if it fails or whoever's left is going to try and find out who did it. <coughs> We're the only village around here. Who do you have that can help? Um, I have an old friend who lives in the abandoned city downstream. Or, I guess now that you're at the bandit camp, it would be upstream. And I think he's a warrior that would be helpful. <laughs> oh. My, um, you know, I'm an orc. My, my dialogue is... You used Palestine stunted. not that long ago. Yeah, well... <laughs> <laughs> Ready. Well, let's go see him then. Okay, Rick Mash uh, says he's going to part ways with you, and Sator's <coughs> going to go along down toward this uh, abandoned city with you, okay? So long, Rick Roll. <laughs> Rick Roll rolls out and starts heading back. So, you head along the plains here beneath the blighted jungle. And there's sort of a path that's leading down toward the river where this abandoned city is. Um, and you walk there for a while. Uh, after a few hours, you actually see an area that even of the plains that's blighted. But there, you stumble into like the middle of this tiny village that you didn't even realize was a village until you were standing on it. And it's made out of basically like mushrooms and wet, rotting tree bark. And there's some little creature that comes out and greets you and says, Boy, howdy, are you big? You ain't a fairy, are you? <laughs> no! And this little creature is um, sort of a, a fungus creature with a... Uh, it's pale white with a red sticky substance like oozing from the cap. And she goes, No, ain't nobody mistaken me for a fairy before. Nope, no way. <laughs> <laughs> she just uh, knocked the dice right out of you. All the same, maybe you stay away from me, Armour. Uh, all right, that sounds all right. Um, look, my name is Heidi. <laughs> it's short for Hyde Nellum. But you could just call me Heidi. Oh, God. <laughs> As you start to look around, you see that some of the things that you thought were just mushrooms are actually more of these creatures, but they all look different than each other. Like, um, you see one um, that's crowned with, like, a blue sparkly growth that looks like almost sugar crystals are sprinkled on top of it. Um, but the growth is shaped weird, like pulled taffy. Um, and she's got... Uh, actually has a little acorn that she's holding. Um, there's another one that's uh, got a big gilly fin on the top of its head that's striped and kind of white and orange, making almost like a shape of like a spade. And these little creatures are all starting to murmur and walk around you 
and make a circle. Uh, hello. Hi, I'm Heidi. I don't know if I mentioned that. These are my other people. Uh, they they don't talk as much as I do. You might like them for that. They, they kind of get annoyed at me sometimes because all the talking I do. And Mike, uh, or Dern, as you look around, <laughs> there's actually these little um, constructed things that look almost like statues that are their size, but you recognize them because they look like primitive mining equipment but they're not functional they look like a foot powered grinding wheel you see one that looks sort of like a um, a water powered quartz crusher and these are just things that they've built out of sticks and twigs around um, and again these creatures are starting to walk closer to <clears throat> you and sort of form a semicircle around you and are kind of talking to each other in a a language I don't think any of you understand. Do you, anybody have fungi proficiency or uh, okay? No. What uh, what what do you you wee little mushroom people do here? Oh, we live here, <laughs> silly. <laughs> this is our this is our village. You just wandered into, and we thought we should say hi and, and greet you. And the one that kind of had the gilly fin on the top of uh, its head whispers to this uh, Heidi, and Heidi says, you're, you're right. And they all start murmuring again, and they look at you, and they point back behind them, and there's also a stick statue and with rocks and things that almost looks like a really poor representation of a dwarf. <laughs> oh, look, it's you. I, I don't think so. <laughs> Is is what's that there, little wee one? Oh, that's <clears throat> oh, that's you, and you've returned. She's lost her southern accent for some reason. That's you, and you've returned. Oh, we didn't know if you'd ever come back, but here you are. Oh, we've been waiting for a long time. These tree bark houses. <clears throat> they weren't really ours, you see. They they were being lived in by some veg pygmies. You know veg pygmies, right? They're kind of, well, it's not important. But they left when this land started to to bloom. And she points around her and it's blight just around and everything is dead. She says, <clears throat> a, a long time ago, you led a bunch of your friends through our land and made this stuff. This beautiful stuff come up just about everywhere. And we were full and happy, and our village flourished. But it's been so long, and now you're back, and the land is beautiful again. Who, who do you think I am, little one? You're the metal man. Metal man. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> James Hetfield. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it was it was a dwarf <laughs> pardon me while I die um, please don't so it was a dwarf that came I, I don't really rightfully know what he was called I just know he was a man made of metal like you she motions at your gleaming armor and now the land is blooming again all the way from here to the glass lakes she says 
What do you know about the balloon? We know it's back, thanks to you. I heard that part before, but do you know what causes it? You. Everywhere you walk, the balloon flourishes. Well, you see, I came from that way. There's no balloon back there. No, you came from the glass lakes. So the balloon started at the glass lakes. That's where you came from. Oh, Lord. (laughs) And one of the other um, little fun guys that are here... (laughs) <laughs> steps forward and he's got four stalks kind of on his head that almost look like tentacles they're deep purple on the inside and watermelon flesh colored on the outside um, and he's holding what looks like an old ice pick actually and he goes why are you telling them so much stuff Heidi she says he's the metal man Clathras and he says I don't think he's the metal man he just looks like the metal man. Remember the metal man had all kinds of other men who kind of looked like him too? What if he's just one of them other men? Uh-uh, Heidi says. He's the metal man. Crepidocious told me so. Well, he kind of just grumbles and leans on his ice pick. We're going to follow you, she says, wherever you go. No, that's not quite necessary. Now, another one of the uh, little Kabuta mushroom people here (laughs) steps out, and this one is uh, covered in blue opalescent circles all over its its head. It kind of makes it hard to see which ones are actually his eyes. And he says, I knew it! I knew you'd come back! Who is that? And he looks around. Oh, no bother. Puffball, stop talking. And he turns over to this little puffball mushroom that's sitting next to him that didn't do anything at the time. <laughs> says, stop talking. These are important people. You don't talk to important people around here. And the old woman with the dilly fin on her head says, don't mind Scythus. He's not all there in the head like the rest of us are. They can't all be winners. <laughs> I'm legit terrified right now. (laughs) The only one who hasn't talked so far is the one with the blue sparkly growths and the uh, the acorn that it's holding. But everybody else has talked, and Sator just kind of shrugs his shoulders like, this is on you guys. I'm shrugging my vent. Well, you're both a lot of help. I'm not the metal man. I'm my loss. Yes, you are. (laughs) They think you are. And the little one with the acorn comes forward and says, Are you really the metal man, metal man? She says, and she points at the acorn, she says, Corny thinks you're the metal man. (laughs) Please say you're the metal man. <laughs> Shh, corny, he's gonna tell us he's the metal man. <laughs> I'm sorry to disappoint y'all, but I'm not... He said it, he is the metal man, and no, they all start no, cheering said... and banging. <laughs> I'm not I'm not the metal Spores man. Spores are flying out of no, their mushroom heads like confetti. He really is the metal man. Look, metal man, you just go on doing what you're going to do. We we move kind of slow, but we're going to keep on following you. 
No, you really don't have to do that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we do. Because we're the Amanita. And the Amanita follow the metal man wherever he goes. Well, that, that, that's nice and all, but why don't you just stay here in your wee little village? You're so kind worrying about us, but we've got to follow the metal man. Why? And the one with the large gilly fin, which is uh, Crepidotus, or Crepidotius, uh, comes forward and says, We follow so that we don't starve, she says. Starve? Yeah. We's gots to eat, and you make the land bloom. But I don't. I'm not, I'm not this metal man you think I am. I don't know what's gone with your blasted little heads, but I'm not this metal man. If anything, I'm stonekin, but I'm not metal man. We know the metal man's not made of metal. And the one with all the spots on goes, Yes, he is! He is made of metal! And the elder lady, Crepidocious, says, We know he's not made of metal, but he looks like he's made of metal. And you look like you're made of metal. And we're going to follow you. Because the metal man is what does this to our land. Orcs, you know anything about what's going on here. He goes, this is the first I ever heard about metal men or, or Amanitas. You've never seen these little things before? I've seen the veg pygmies they talked about. I mean, and veg pygmies are, it's not important. But um, I've never seen these little fun guys. <laughs> But it seems that they're talking about the blight, which is what you were talking of. That's true. They said it seemed to be coming from the glass lakes, which may be helpful <laughs> later. Um, How far away are these glass lakes? They're to the south, a few weeks away. Uh, the bandit problem is clearly our first priority, but I don't indeed. think I can go... go taking care of any of that if I got a band of wee little mushrooms following me. Sorry. I'm the Amanitas. Amanitas. Whatever. You could call us mushrooms, Heidi says. We don't mind at all. I'm sure you're very nice little fun people, but <laughs> we have we have bigger issues to deal with now. Why don't you just stay here in your wee little eyed and nodding at you the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> you well, just you just do what you need to do. Well, there's no help for it. Let's go look for that. Let's go to that village. Okay. <laughs> that was a useful encounter, right? Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Date Night. We want to apologize again, first of all, for being sick in some of these uh, episodes. It's pretty evident by the end of this one in particular, which was part of a long session we did on the same day to make sure we had enough content for the launch. So, sorry for the sniffing, coughing, and a bit of being slow or monotone while trying to do things like, you know, simple math. In our next couple of episodes, we are joined again by Sam, the gnome wizard, we have some traps to deal with, and I'm really excited to let you hear how Kira, Dern, and the Grease Wizard handled my puzzles. Speaking of the Grease Wizard, hopefully in a few episodes you'll also see where he picked up that moniker. 
We're starting to get to the end of our early recordings. When we do, we'll be releasing new episodes every two weeks, but for the next couple of weeks, we are still aiming to post one new episode each Friday morning. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review our show on iTunes. You're the best chance we have at making the show more visible, especially in our first few weeks. But for now, let's get back to the episode and see what Kira and Dern think about their chance meeting with all of the non-Nintendo-related members of the Mushroom Kingdom. Alright, so, um, after your meeting with the Amanita, uh, it starts to get close to dark, and Setor suggests that you find a place to camp. So, um, anybody, you want to roll survival, Kira, and see if you can find a good spot to camp? 23. Okay. The Ritz Carlton suddenly (laughs) appears. (laughs) There's a Motel 6. Um... And, no, you've got a pretty nice spot. There was somebody who had apparently already camped in a spot and cleared a place and had a fire pit. Um, And it's pretty defensible. It's only approachable from maybe um, one side. So you've got the little campsite going. So let's take a minute and just... uh, Setor drifts off uh, to sleep pretty quickly. Um, The two of you have gone through a lot of strange stuff lately. Do you want to try and talk about any of it, or um, I'm interested in knowing what, first of all, Dern, what Dern feels about um, in his in Dern's intro. Um, Atalanta told him to go down to the coast, and then he ended up being captured. Um, now she's given him another vision. I'm kind of interested in knowing what Dern feels about those things, and then I'm also interested in hearing what you guys might be talking about here at this camp trying to flesh things out. I don't understand what the goddess wants in this situation. Her ways are not our ways, but just little mushroom people and fairies and scales with rocks on them, little, you know, different colored orbs. I don't understand what I'm supposed to be doing out here. But lass... I'm serious now. If I wake up and there's little mushrooms <laughs> on me or some freaking fairy come out and coming out of the forest, you shoot it. Alright? You shoot it. At least you've got good armor. Aye, but I know it's gleaming and everything, but I'm not sure if some of that slimy stuff will come off. I'm just here looking for my mother. And... Apparently I'm chasing after her and now I'm following someone else and she's coming to me. So I'm going to stick with this group. Are we talking to each other at this point or are we just... I would assume so. Okay. So what is it about your mother? She was an elf. She and my father had a little tryst and she went back into the woods. And your father was... A warrior. Human. Oh, you got some human in you. Mm. Oh, they're not bad people. They don't live long enough to be, you know, worth the time, but they're, they're, they're not They bad live people. long enough to be trouble. Well, I, most beings are trouble these days, but... But then my mother brought me back to my father and left me with him because I was not full elf. 
and then I fell sick. So he brought me to a wise woman, and she healed me. And then he fell in love with her, and I stayed with them until they got ill. And I'm off to find my mother to see more about my history and figure out who I am. But I know very little about her other than her name, which is Nivara Silverleaf. Oh, well. <laughs> her name is Nivara Silverleaf. If you couldn't hear that, she was turning the page to find out. No. <laughs> well, myself, I'm an acolyte for the dwarf, for, for my, my clan's kingdom. We, uh,. We've been fighting against the forces of darkness for oh, as long as I can remember. These acolytes that are out here these days are nothing compared to what we've seen inside of our holes. <laughs> our holes? What's wrong with our holes? <laughs> Centaur is just having a funny dream. <laughs> okay. No, that's big reason that tickles. <laughs> I've seen more strangeness out here than I ever saw, but in in, in the mountain. But the goddess wants me out here. I know she's gonna lead me to help find something to preserve my people and maintain the balance. But I just I don't know how much more we can we can take here. Why is everyone laughing at me? <laughs> First we got pygmy dreams, and now the elf's just cracking up for no reason. I was laughing silently. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeast. <laughs> yeast. <laughs> We're going to meet the yeast people next. Oh, God. <laughs> yeast is a kind of fun guy. All right. Does that, does that sum up the campfire conversation? But what about, we need to talk about what we should do. Okay, well, let's Okay. <laughs> so, last, do you want to talk about what we should do? <laughs> well, so far as the bandits go, once we get back to the town, we should try and get it defensible, obviously, but if we were to try and attack the bandits at their home base, setting their houses on fire would be good, but how would we block them in? Would we just try to kill the leader first, or... So far, there's only three of us. Well, I think we should do the raid. More is just a way to... I mean, you, you, I don't think we're going to get them all with the fire, but I think the fire would thin them down quite a bit. Maybe put the fear of Atalanta into them, so mm. they decide maybe to do something different. And leave the villagers alone. If they do, your fortifications are a good idea. Maybe it would give us the edge, you know. Unless these orcs, you know, have a better option. That sounds fair. From what your mushroom people have said, it seems that all this blight that Satora is upset about is being caused by this metal man from the Glass Lakes. I I just don't think that's something we can deal with right now until after we're done with the bandits. Agreed. There's nothing you can see with these little mushroom people that might be a help to us. They don't exactly look healthy, but I don't think we can they use them look, for any purpose. They don't look exactly <laughs> hearty either. Aye. This blight's just wholly unnatural. That would be why it's called a blight. All right, and as uh, I think that'll be the cue, so 
Roll perception checks. Fifteen. Six. Alright, they're gonna have a surprise round here with their uh, plus stealths. There's actually two twig blights, which are, uh, they had looked like shrubs, but as they attack, they transform into more humanoid looking um, sort of tree creatures. They're small and brown, uh, and they are going to attack you with their um, sort of sticky claws. Not sticky, stick like claws. Um, on you, uh, Durin, that's an 11. That's a miss, right? Yep. 20. I'm going to guess that's a hit, Kira. The one goes for you, um, and is going to do 5 damage. Ouch. All right, now let's go ahead and roll, uh, initiative. 10. 6. All right, so it's going to be actually there's a third one of these which looks a little bit different. It's uh, spiky and brown, and this one's about five feet tall. The other ones are closer to three and a half feet tall. Say to uh, to arms. All right, yeah, he, he's woken up by the noise. So this new one's uh, Needle Blight, and it's attacking Dern. That's a 22. Yeah, that's a hit. Okay. It's shooting um, needles <coughs> at you. From range, that's eight damage. Oh. All right. Um, now the twig blights are up again. One's attacking Kira. That's a crit. So I'm gonna guess that's a hit. Um, oh, that's automatically a hit. That's six damage. You had a long rest, remember? Mm-hmm. So you're back. You were at full health, right? Yes, okay. but. Now the other... <laughs> 6 plus 5 is 11, and I've only got 12. The other one is in a 7. That's going to be a miss. And Sator's up. Uh, Sator is going to reach out a hand and touch Kira um, using Cure Wounds. And Cure Wounds does 1d8 plus the Wisdom Modifier. 11 points of healing. Yay! Alright, that's Sator's turn. So it's Tukira. <clears throat> You've got one twig blight right up on you. It's got Slash. the needle blight at range and one twig blight on turn. Slash at needle twig blight that's right next to me. Okay. 20! That's it. That's a crit. Two. Four. You, you double it. So Two. that takes care of one of the twig... <clears throat> Blights is dead. Dern, you're up. You've got one right next to you, and you've Wait. got the needle. Oh, you still have a second attack? Yes! Alright, so I'm you're going to have to use your move and get closer to the one, either one of them, or would you could run to. Um, needle Blight, I guess? Okay. Seven. And that's not going to be a hit. Okay. The, um, our camp, did we have a campfire? Mm-hmm. Can I grab a log and... Okay. Sure. I'll grab a, grab a flaming log and shoot the needle blight. And the needle blight? The one that's stabbed me. Okay. The one that's the me. twig blight. Oh, twig blight, called. sorry. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's, that's just going to be a mess. <laughs> um, back to the needle blight. Uh, it's going to attack Kira this time with claws. That's a seven. I'm going to guess that's a mess, right? Correct. 
Okay, the twig blight that's near Dern, or was near Dern before he went to the fires, gonna try and chase him down and attack him. That's uh, an 18. What's an 18? So that's a hit. Um, <coughs> three damage. Ugh. And Sator is going to cast Thorn Whip. And uh, a long, viney whip extends from his hand, uh, and he attacks the Twig Blight near you, Derm, and misses. Okay, that's back to Kira. And am I next to the... You're next to the Needle Blight right now. Slash. Okay. Crit fail. Okay. Your uh, main hand sword is stuck in one of his limbs. <laughs> Second but hand is... Didn't hurt him. Five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nope. That's a miss. Darren? Uh, lay on hands. Just myself to get myself back to the <laughs> Okay. Good. Bring you back up to six. <laughs> okay. Um... That means it's back to Needle Blight, who's going to attack Kira again. That's a 19. Yeah. Four damage. The Twig Blight is going for Dern. That's a five. That's right. nice. Sator um, is going to try and actually smash the... Uh, Twig Blight with his mace. And that's a hit. And that Twig Blight goes down into crumbled little twigs. So it's just the Needle Blight left who's going to attack uh, Kira again, since that's what he's been doing. That's an 11. Miss. Okay. Um, oh, it wasn't supposed to be Needle Blight's turn anyway. It was supposed to be Kira's turn. Sorry. 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. That's a hit. 4. Okay. Um, Brawlist contest of strength to try and get your other sword out. 7 plus nothing. Alright, that other sword's stuck in, so you're not going to be able to make the second attack right now. Alright, Dern, you've got the um, needle blight near Kira. That's the only one left. I'm going to try the fire thing again. Okay. So you're going to use your move, get over there, and hit it with the fire. Yeah. Okay. So, 13, 17, 19. Uh, that's a hit. Um, I'm going to say 1d6, and then you'll get to double it because they're weak against fire. 4, 8. Okay. Plus your strength. 10. Yeah. That's enough or, to... Yeah. Well, 12, but... Yeah. He only had 7 left, so... The Needle Blight uh, catches fire and crumbles to the ground as well. And Sator says, The very land attacks me now. Well, the, the fauna... Attacks <laughs> the you, I Palisades attack me now. <laughs> I believe it attacked me first, but... Um, so, yeah, you had some weird tree blight things attack you in the night here. Um, uh, soon after that fight, as you guys are waiting for the dawn, 
a short tree creature, this time with glowing eyes, walks out of the woods. But this one, instead of looking blighted, is green and vibrant with, like, moss growing on it. Um, and he goes, God, I have no idea what he's supposed to sound like. You killed those blights. Creek, creek. <laughs> I'm Winston, he says. Winston? <laughs> yes, Winston. Is, is that a bad name for a woodwode? Our woodwode's good or evil. Want to roll nature? He looks like a tree. <laughs> They're probably protect groves and forests and things okay. like that. Um, let me offer you some Winston water, he says, and hands you a little vial. It will, it will make you feel better. It'll make you feel as if you've had a long rest. I'm just going to hold mine and watch and make sure she doesn't pass <laughs> out for a little bit. Um, yeah, you're back <clears throat> to full health, and it's as if you have had a long rest. You feel rejuvenated. Um, but you, it almost feels like you really um, have to pee a lot after drinking it. And that's different from me normally now? <laughs> because this time, it's from Winston water. <laughs> you want some now? That ain't no notch. And Sator drink some too, get some spell slots back. Okay? Those blights that you saw are obviously not the only ones. And they're going to keep following you, um... I've been weakened by this blight, as you might imagine. But not far to the south of here is the Blight Mother in this area. I'm going to go fight her. I could use your help. Well, it's not one thing, it's the other. Setor <laughs> goes. There's so much wrong with this land. Hi, there is. And what are we planning to do about it? Wig wigwam wig wig the tree you yes killing this this blight thingy down here blight mother would it slow the spread of what's going on here in this area at least it would I have many others to fight what about the wee little mushroom people would it do anything to them the mushroom people on on the on at last what are they called <laughs> the Amanita people them. Oh, the destroying angels, he says. No, they they do very little good or very little bad. In fact, the good they do certainly outweighs the bad. Uh, they feed on the, on the toxicity in the land and try and make things renewed. And when they're renewed, they have nothing to eat and they move on to another blighted place. Um, but... They cannot survive with these big twig blights about. They'll crush them. Um, actually, something, uh, it looked like a shrub that was still sitting next to you. Stirs a little bit. Hit it with the hammer! <laughs> <laughs> Alright, roll initiative. It's you and Winston rolling to see who gets first Sixteen. shot. Sixteen. Alright, go ahead. Hit it with the hammer. Hit it with the hammer. <laughs> 10, 14, 16. That's a hit. 5, 9. Alright, that crushes it. And <laughs> Winston had his uh, um, big club-like pulled out to hit it. 
and was going to knock it down, and he says, Oh, we share a strategy. I'm tired <laughs> of all these little fairies and mushroom people and weird things attack. I just it's, I just want to get... I... <laughs> just trails off and... <laughs> Waiting for things to attack you, eh? I'm I'm going. Um, would you go with me to fight the Blight Mother? I, I do not think we can sit here and attack the bandits if we're going to have weird freaky tree things in our backsides. <laughs> <laughs> it is uh, speaking from a... <laughs> Uh, a point of experience. I understand having tree things sticking you in the backside. I spent a little time in Woodwood Prison. And it, was, <laughs> it was not pleasant. <laughs> okay. So he starts um, heading off of the <laughs> off of the path into some of this blighted um, uh, jungle. And there is, like, another little twig blight that pops out, and he smashes it to little pieces and a little, um, you know, swift strike. Uh, but as you keep going, the forest is getting deeper and darker, even though it seems like it should be dawn. The two of you roll uh, dexterity saves. <laughs> All right. <laughs> the two of you... End up with vines that lashed out um, from inside the uh, jungle there. Uh, roll strength. Hey. 15. <laughs> All right, so. That, that here, doesn't, is that modifier? Yeah. Okay, so that's another. That's eight. All right, so Dern ends up uh, on his face, he's prone. Here is still standing, and there's another one of the needle blights um, of who's course. come out of the woods, and he goes to attack Dern, who's prone now. Is Sator and the Amanita with us? Or the... St- still a miss. Um, Sator's with us. Okay. The Amanita, as soon as you left them, fell way behind. They move really slow. They were picking up like those shrines and trying to move them. They're not exactly... They're following you, but it's a very slow... Following. I hear that I'm blue song. I'm Amanita. Especially with how many of them were blue. Alright, so you've got the needle blight just missed Dern, who's prone. I'm not going to roll initiative. I'm just going to say Kira's up next, and Setor and the Woodwode are a little further ahead, so they're not in on this yet. And I'm, I've got vines on me. You've got a vine around your leg right now. Slash at it with my... Short sword, I guess. Okay. 17. That's a hit. Five. All right, you cut the vine Mm -hmm. off your leg, um, and you still have your backup attack if you want. Two. I was going to slash it. Needle. All right. We'll go back to Dern. Um, You've got to use your move to stand if you want to stand. And then you don't need to re-roll a contest of strength with this vine. It's so a 15. 9 plus 4, 13. Okay, so it's going to pull you right back down again. And the Needle Blight's going to take another attack at you. Um, he's going to have advantage since you're prone, but still misses. Okay, Kira. <laughs> a slash at his vines. 10. Okay. Plus 4. 
That, that'll hit. Need, need that. <clears throat> Four. Okay, cut the vine off of Darren's leg. And then slash it needle blood. Nineteen. That's a hit. Five. Okay. Six, seven, no, yeah, five. So Darren's going to stand up and you can attack <laughs> on your oh, turn too. Sweet. That's just your move, not your action. <clears throat> okay, I got you. Um. Hammer! Hammer! Yeah, I don't think we had anything else, but we're not still at camp anymore, right? Mm-hmm. We're along. Okay, yeah, hit it with the hammer. Okay. <laughs> Eleven? Uh, nope. Okay. Okay, needle blade at Dern. That's uh, an eighteen. So that's an eighteen. That's a hit. Uh, seven. <laughs> All right, and now. Um, the Woodwode has kind of noticed what's going on and rushes over to hit the Needle Blight and misses. Um, so it's Kira's turn. 13, 14, 15. That's a hit. 16, 17. Definitely a hit. <laughs> Four. Okay. You knock off a bunch of his <coughs> arms. 18. That's a hit again. One. Alright, he's looking pretty bad off right now. Um, I think it's Dern. It's you again? Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm going to hit it with the hammer. Okay. Six, ten, twelve. That's a hit. Yay. He has one health left, so... <laughs> it doesn't really matter what you roll. Eight. Alright, so that needle blight's gone. Okay. No, it's not. There's a crater in the road now. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and after that, uh, there's some plants all around that are kind of glowing uh, with like a luminescence that guide your path um, because it's gotten really dark and the, the canopy of this these blighted trees have really blocked out the light. But it ends and there's a 60 foot uh, circle and these luminescent plants don't grow there. There are even a few fireflies who are following the woodwood. They stop. And the Wode says, uh, this is the place. And he points to a big, tumorous uh, tree that's in the middle of this 60-foot round clearing. So, Hey, Wingwam, you got any more of that water? Um, I'd have to make some more, and I'm, it's on cooldown right oh. now. <laughs> so you've got the big tree in the middle, and you've got just this circle of almost like a crater of just flat, blighted area, and then really tightly um, grown jungle kind of around this circle, and you're on the edge of it. And the and Winston says, Don't go within reach of the Blight Mother's branches. Skirt the edge of the clearing. And when we're ready, it's... When you're ready, it's time. Is she flammable? She's a tree. Well, let's make a fire and then we can dip your arrows in it over and over again. Okay. <clears throat> where do you want to make this fire? Right where we are. Okay, right at the edge of the clearing. Nice. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, I'll go ahead and say you just can make the fire. That's a good idea. So you've got it. Let's go ahead and... Uh, the Woodwode's gonna start, or he has a name, 
Winston. Winston. Winston Wubos. He's going to start um, heading toward the Blight Mother with his club out. Will he weave a wigwam for us? <laughs> he might. <laughs> um, we need to roll initiative, and I'm going to be having to write some things down. Fourteen. Uh, nine. Kira. Darn. Sator, Kira, Dern. Light Mother. Woodwood. Um, so Sator uh, will be going first. He's going to cast a buff here. Um, he blesses Kira, Dern, and Winston. Uh, for the next minute, all your attacks or saves, you get to not only roll a d20, you also roll a d4 at the same time. And you put those numbers together for your roll. Okay? And that's what he does. <coughs> and Kira, it's your turn. How are we going to add to my... I'm going to say they, they do an additional 1d4 fire damage, and you can double that part of the damage. <coughs> Six. That's not going to be a hit. Okay. Um, it's Dern is up next. I say we sit back and let the elf take pot shots at the thing until we need to do otherwise. Okay. The Blight Mother would be up next. <clears throat> it summons four twig blights in your general area. Oh, hell. This is going to get obnoxious for me to keep track of, but that's how it is. All right, so that's her turn. The Woodwode... Oh, sorry, Winston is going to take a hit at uh, one of those twig blights that's near him. That's going to be a hit. And he kills one of the twig blights. He gets a second attack. He kills another twig blight. Now that um, two twig blights that are left are near you, um... Kira and Dern, they're going to try and push you away from the fire and toward the Blight Mother. So let's make contests of strength. Uh, 19. 16. Okay. You both win those contests of strength, and they can't force you out <coughs> further into the uh, clearing. Okay? And it is back to Sator, who will cast Thorn Whip at one of the Twig Blights and miss. Hey, Kira. Hit the tree. Nine. Ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. That is a miss. Okay, Dern, you've uh, got the two twig blights near you and Kira right now. <coughs> I'm next to the fire, right? Mm-hmm. Pick up one of the sticks and try to light the sucker. Okay. You know. That'll be uh, a mess. Seven, so, no. <laughs> yeah, that's a mess. Um, <coughs> the blight mother, on its turn, attempts... Uh, the, a thing called Siren Song, which is going to try and pull Kira toward the tree. Okay, so roll a Wisdom saving throw. Oh, thank goodness it's you. Uh, and it critted. Oh. So. So it doesn't matter? Well, I mean, you could crit too. <laughs> no. Okay. Um, so 
it's pulling you. You have to use your whole move to move toward the tree. So now you're 30 feet away from the tree. And the Woodwode's turn again. Um, it actually does... Uh, there's another... There are a couple of sh small trees in this clearing I probably should have mentioned. And he actually steps into one of those trees and teleports back to where the fire is and takes swings at those other twig blights again. And he takes one of them out, so there's one left. And he, um, then it goes to that other twig blight who's going to attack Dern. That's an 18. That's an 18. And <coughs> okay. uh, 1d4 plus 1. 4 damage. Okay, and it's back to Sator. Um, how's your health looking? 1. Okay, Sator's going to cast Cure Wounds on Dern. <laughs> and it rolls a 1 on the d8. That's uh, 4 healing. Okay. Then it's back to... You did get back up to full health with the Winston water, right? Yeah, but okay. then I got hit and again. The needle boy. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's back to Kira. You're now close to this tree. You could try and run back. You can try and make some attacks. It's up to you. You're halfway between the edge of the clearing and the tree. Aren't I right next to one of those trees? Am I able to... Teleport as well, or no? no? That's a, a spell that the Woodwode is okay. using called Winston, Tree Stride. Winston Woodwode Wellportation spell. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the Wellportation spell. Um, can I shoot an arrow and then run back? Yeah. Okay. Okay. It won't be on fire, though. No. Okay. Fourteen. That's a hit. For one. <laughs> Alright. Dern, you've got one twig blight near you. Um, hit it with the hammer. Okay. 8, 12, uh, 14. That's a hit. This one. 4, 8. That one's dead. Alright. And it's <clears throat> back to the blight mother who summons a vine blight. On her turn, the Woodwode teleports back from that tree to the other and attacks the Blight Mother and misses both times. The Vine Blight attacks um, Dern. No, let me roll random. It attacks Dern and that's 16. Miss. Okay. Sator, um, Thorn Whip at the Vine Blight. Miss. Back to Kira. Light an arrow on fire and shoot at the... Mother. Blight Mother. Okay. Seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Yes, I have to count That's like a mess. Alright, Dern. I'm gonna whip a log at her. At who? The Vine Mother. Okay. Twelve, uh, sixteen. Uh, I think you use dexterity for <coughs> twelve. Um, that's a mess. She's a I mean, she's really good at dodging for a, for a tree. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's like she's um, really small. The blight mother 
is going to attack Winston. Um, and misses. Okay? The Alright, Winston <coughs> attacks her. That's going to be a hit this time. Finally we hit a tree. <laughs> For 14 damage. Oh, Winston, he gets a second attack. Hits again. Ten damage. Well worth the wait, Winston. <laughs> Alright, the Vine Blight is attacking Dern. That's a... Uh, Thirteen. Miss. Okay. Sator, I guess, again. Will miss with his Thorn Whip, like usual. <laughs> it's the worst Bulbasaur ever. What are you doing? Shooting Fire. flaming arrows? Yep. Fifteen. Kay. That's a hit. Yay! <laughs> I hit a tree! <laughs> I'm certainly not Robin Hood. Alright. Two damage with the arrow and then three damage. No, you roll the d4 to see if you hit. You oh. add that to your hits and so saves. It's, it's a definite hit, so then you just roll for the... Not for the damage. So I, I guess we haven't been doing that? Well, no. no. I thought the d4 <clears throat> was for the fire damage. Oh, oh, but you also remember get to you roll the d4s because you're blessed by... Sator, you roll them with your d20s. Oh, that's right. We have an extra chance to yeah, hit because of the blessing. But but that's your fire. But you okay. still hit, so yeah. Two plus... Three. So that's six. Six plus yes. two. Eight. eight. Okay, the Blight Mother doesn't like that. Alright, she's casting... Um, no, it's Dern's turn. I want to hit the vine thingy that's close to us. Okay. So, d4. <coughs> six... Three, nine. <laughs> <laughs> so much math. Thirteen, fifteen. That's I'm a hit. And I'm then, so good at math. Let's see. I don't have fire damage, so that's the eight. Two. Plus, plus strength. Six. Okay. The vine blight. Alright, takes that damage. And the blight mother summons two needle blights. And the Woodwode this time Don't teleports back through the tree and attempts to attack the Vine Blight. No. And miss. Oh no. That's a hit. Kill the demon tree. Okay. So it hits the Vine Blight. More dots. That's enough to kill it. Uh, so it's back to Needle Blights now. The new one's on the scene. They're, one's gonna attack Kira. That's a 20. Ow. Oh, that's a hit. And needle blights do shooting needles at you. No, claws. Seven damage. Ow. Okay, the other needle blight <coughs> attacks Sator and hits. Okay. What is his health? Alright, now it's uh, Sator's turn. Uh, he's going to burn another slot trying to heal Kira this time. Plus three, ten healing. Okay. Alright, Kira. Yeah, he's better at healing than hitting things. Fire arrow. Three. Okay, that's Plus your D4. I'm oh, still yeah. going to miss. But you still have your... your Four, five, six, seven... 
8, 9, 10, 11. Who are you shooting at? The, the tree. tree. Okay, that's a mess. It, <laughs> it bounces off the hardy tree bark there. Dern? Uh, we still have one of the needle thingies near Two us. needle thingies. Two the needle vine thingies. one's dead. Alright, I'm going to hit one of the needle thingies with my hammer. 10, 14, 16. That's a hit. Alright, and then two, um, uh, six. Six damage? Six damage. Okay. The Blight Mother attempts to uh, cast Siren Song on Dern, so roll a Wisdom save. Oh, I'm screwed. 14 versus 2. <laughs> Technically 1, because I have a minus 1. Oh, okay. So you go toward the Blight Mother, um, and it's going to use... It's that's a bonus action. It's going to use its action then to attack you when you're in range. Okay. Okay. So seventeen. Ah, miss. Okay. Um, Woodwode is going to attack the Blight Mother and gets two hits. That will finish off the Blight Mother. So with a big crack, the Blight Mother. Uh, starts to fall over. Does anybody want to shout anything? Timber! Yay! <laughs> Alright, so it falls over, but there still are two needle blights nearby, and it is their turn. Um, one of them's going to attack Kira. That's going to be a miss. Mm -hmm. The other one is attacking Sator, and that's also a miss. Sator's turn. Yep, Sator. Uh, Thorn Whip! Crit! <laughs> oh, right. he's due. <laughs> Rolls a one damage. What does he get to but add? It's a crit, so it's a. He gets to add something to Thorn with four. That's enough to kill one of the needle blights. Yay! All right, Kira, one needle blight left. Swords. I'm assuming I'm near it. Yep. He was clawing at sixteen, seventeen, yeah, eighteen, twenty. Whoops, wrong one. <laughs> Plus three. That's still the... Oh, that's for your... To see if you hit. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, that's six. a hit. I was trying to figure out which one I... Three. Okay. <laughs> Four, five, six, seven, eight. <laughs> Nine, ten, eleven. Yeah, there's this ten. Two. Okay. Dern, it's still standing. You're going to have to rush at it if you want to get there, but it's within your move range. Rush, hit it with the hammer. Okay. 7, 9, uh, 13, that's a hit. Okay. Okay. AC is 10. <coughs> what is that? That's a 7 plus uh, whatever it is to kill it. Okay, that's going to smush it. He's <laughs> down to 5, so 7's enough. Um... So you crush the last uh, needle blight, and the blight mother has been felled, and all the the needle blights around have been as well. Um, actually, this clearing, uh, you hadn't attempted really to try and get out of it, but you would not have been able to go back into the woods, and you see now that kind of what was constricting around the clearing um, dissipates, um, it thins out, you actually see some other things that just look like shrubs turn into those blights and fall over and start dying. Um, and um, 
Winston says, Thank you for helping me. Um, it would have been a hard fight alone. I have more blight to take care of, but they're far from here. Thank you. What's going to happen to this forest? It will heal with time. <clears throat> the blight will be pushed back. Right. Um, and he turns around, and you hear a noise that kind of sounds like <coughs> water trickling into a bottle. And what? Into a bottle. Bottle? Okay. Yeah. And he turns back around. <laughs> And he's got another full bottle of Winston water. (laughs) I love the realization as it came over your faces. And he says, "Uh, one for the road. (laughs) And Sator just grabs it and drinks it down. Mmm, mmm, this is good. And he's back to full. I hand it here. <laughs> it's not the worst thing I've ever drank. Lass. I'm at full health, I'm good. Bye. <laughs>